critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. I think they said, yeah. Introducing your hosts, let's give it up for the prescription fill-in, smart slaying, cowboy boot-wearing, son of a gun, make some noise for Doc Haas. Because the greats don't need to be goaded into greatness. They seek it out, they crave it. They dare the entire locker room to come after them, just like I'm going to seek you out. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, nope, it's just our third man. Johnny Smarks, Smarks. Who said you idiots can speak while there's a microphone in my head? And here is your host with the most, the baby face of podcasting, J.C. Bones. Let's make one thing clear. I don't watch this business. This business watches me. Sit back and enjoy your dose of kayfabe consumption as you listen to the fourth wall Wrestlecast. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth breaking wall. The fourth wall. And what up, fam? Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Welcome to the fourth wall Wrestlecast. As always, I am your host with the most, the babyface of podcasting, J.C. Bones. And today I am accompanied by the lovely, the talented, the 2019 winner of the Diva Search, here's Smarky. Diva Search, huh? You know what? That's good. I'm going to let you take I, that one. I, I That was pretty good. I pulled that one out of my ass, too. No, that was that was awesome. Hey, uh, this is a new recording venue for you. Yeah, we, we are coming to you live right now, fam, from uh, Fourth Wall Studios, deep, deep south. Yeehaw. Right now. Smarky and I are actually in the same room. We are staring at each other's bald heads. We're actually rubbing each other's bald heads we while are. we record this. Yes. And also stroking each other's beards. Yes. Okay, this is getting kind of weird. Yeah, it is. Especially because my getting weird or me actually doing it getting weird. Because my lovely fiance is upstairs, probably listening to this whole thing. <laughs> I love you. Oh man. By the way, Smarky, we haven't chatted uh, in a bit about the world of wrestling, but we're gonna go off to talk about wrestling today as well. Talk about some new news in the world of music, uh, which is very near and dear to my heart and Smarky's heart. I know. So we'll get to that a little bit later. But first, let's talk a little wrestling. Oh, uh, by the way, Doc, uh, we don't miss you. Nope. And we're doing just fine without you. Yep. Cool. Yep. Uh, yep. Doc will return next week, though, fam. Uh, I know. Anyway, so this weekend we saw NWA's first pay-per-view since the inception of NWA Power. We had NWA Into the Fire. Into the Fire! And the main event was a two out of three falls match. Nick Aldis taking on James Storm. Into the fire! Love it. <laughs> Sorry, it's so good. You, I, I thought it was gonna be a uh, a Smashing Pumpkin song, but I guess not. Oh, you're right. It could have been. It should have been. Yeah. Yeah. You hear that, Billy Corbin? We want Smashing Pumpkins on your pay-per-view soundtrack tonight. Tonight, I want it. Tonight. Into the fire! Anyway, the main event ended with Nick Aldis retaining uh, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, and out comes oh, man. the one and only, the villain, 
Marty Skrull returns to NWA to reignite his feud with former friend, the national treasure, Nick Aldis. Dude, the villain. I, this is pretty cool. I, I to be honest, and I know I've told you this, and I've, I've said it on a podcast before. I, I've been watching pretty much nothing but AEW and NWA, and I have to say, I love NWA and Squirrel. It's a really hard last name, dude. Squirrel. 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 Squirrel villain. I made my mic go bad. Um, but um, yeah, I, this is this is awesome. He's a great addition. I think we're going to... Hopefully he stays. I hope it wasn't a one-off. You were saying before, both that you thought it might be a one-off and he might sign with ROH again. Right. Well, Dave Lagana has gone on record by saying that he wants the new NWA <clears throat> to be a place for a lot of wrestlers to stop in, make say a quick hello, cut a promo, maybe have one match, and then go off and do their thing. They, they, they want it to be a stop for wrestlers to kind of come off a lot of one-offs or maybe some short, uh, some short stints. Um, I have a feeling, now this is just my thought project, I don't know, I, I'm not going to say I fucking watch Marty Skrull every single week, I don't, but I read up on this shit every week, every day, so I know, I think I know enough about Marty Skrull to go this route, now we all know Marty Skrull comes from the elite, and he was the big name that was missing when AEW made, uh, made their debut, <clears throat> so after the elite left Ring of Honor, it left Marty Skrull there to be one of the top guys, now, with or without the ROH title, Skrull has been a top guy in AEW, um, I'm sorry, in Ring of Honor for all of 2019, okay? His introduction of Villain Enterprises is one of the biggest things that, have ha that has happened in Ring of Honor. I think, as we all know, his Ring of Honor contract did end, so right now he is the hottest free agent out there. Um, I have a feeling that this NWA thing could be a one-off, just to kind of keep him, uh, keep him Moving, keep him wrestling. That way, doesn't get you know, rusty. Doesn't have an, doesn't have too much time. He doesn't off. get rusty. He has a, he has a, another one off feud with Nick Aldis, maybe leading up to the next NWA pay per view, and then re signing with Ring of Honor. And when he by the time he re signs, um, as we all know, PCO just won the Ring of Honor championship last week as well at a Ring of Honor Final Battle. Uh, I think PCO might just have the title for a short stint just to say he held the title <clears throat> lose it to, to um it's hard to say who, who he potentially might lose it to but i think that'll be the opportunity for scroll to re-sign with ring of honor make his return to ring of honor and him actually win the ring of honor heavyweight championship see i don't see it that way i i really see him moving on to nwa and maybe AEW, you know, you, it looks like you can do both. Look at the Rock and Roll Express. Right. They, they're goddamn champions. Oh, wait. Did they lose it? No. No, they, they kept retained. it. They retained. They retained. Um, so, you know you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I I think he's done with ROH just for a little bit. I, I mean, we might see him back in a little bit, you know. But I actually see PCO's reign going on pretty long. Um, I see him not dropping it for a while. And when he does drop it, he will leave. And I think he'll end up... This is This is... Left field. I, I don't know if he'll ever come back, but I, don't be surprised if you see a one-off. I, I, I you know ROH is exclusive contracts, right? So he wouldn't be in a rumble. But could you imagine? Like I, I see him actually having an NXT run at 51, 52 years old. I'd be okay with that as long as they put him in the ring with Walter. 
Well, you want to go back to that, huh? I want to go back to that. We'd love to see PCO and Walter again in, in, in NXT ring. And then and, and then the Rougeaus. The Rougeaus can do commentary for the French there team. There you go. And that's, that's not too far-fetched, though, because this year's ring, uh, well, 2020's Royal Rumble mm-hmm. is going to consist of 10 SmackDown superstars, 10 Raw superstars, 10 NXT superstars. And hopefully at 2 minutes and not 90 seconds. Hunter, mm-hmm. you hear me? Oh, wait. I get, No, it wouldn't be Hunter. It's um, Pat, you hear me? Yeah, come on, Pat. I hate 90-second Royal Rumbles. Yes. I've always hated them. I'm in the middle of going through the pay-per-views from 2007, and it's a 90-second Royal Rumble, and I fucking hate it. Two minutes. Come on. It's only 30 seconds. We need to have that two-minute interval. It goes too fast, otherwise. It does. And I get it. You have all these other matches, but who fucking cares? It's a Royal Rumble. Right. You have two Rumbles. That's all the matches you should have. Maybe one or two other matches. Right. Sorry, I can go on the It's all good. I'm looking at a picture of uh, PCR right now. Obviously, he would have to drop the Sub-Zero. He is. He'd have to drop the Sub-Zero, though. Uh, the colors? Well, that, that, that whole costume is, is Sub-Zero. Eh. It's the Sub-Zero after he lost his mask um, from uh, Sub-Zero Origins. Well, that's my take on PCO and potential and Marty Skrull's stint in NWA. Definitely looking forward, though, to seeing Skrull and Aldis um, have their rematch. Uh, like I said, I'm assuming it's going to be at the next NWA interview, which I believe is coming up pretty quickly. January or fe- February? I, I think, think February. Mm-hmm. That's also when AEW's having their next uh, pay-per-view as well. Interesting how that happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think we have a lot of tiers of wrestling here right now, and um, I hate to say it, and, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the, the big boys in a little bit, but um, I've been watching nothing but NWA and AEW, and now I'm an idiot. I should have just looked. I didn't realize that you can watch ROH on the Fight app. Yep. So there's that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So you're not watching NXT either? Um, I put it on when I want to go to bed. <laughs> NXT not in a bad TV too. No, no, that's that's what I watch too. Like right. you know, like I watch it at night, and I, that's really the only thing. I'll, I'll watch NXT just because mm-hmm. I'm a huge Keith Lee mark. Right. And um, yeah. And dude, and uh, we're recording this Wednesday, so later on tonight, we're gonna see uh, Finn Balor and Adam Cole. I believe. I think they're fighting tonight on NXT. Mm-hmm. I like Finn <clears throat> Balor and NXT. I love Finn Balor. I, I want to see him. Grow his faction, mm-hmm. Bullet Club esque, ba- uh, Balor Club esque, whatever you want to call it. I want to see it start happening. I think he's going to beat Adam Cole in the Undisputed Era. Like I said, going to defect against Adam Cole and join up with uh, Balor. I don't know. I you know I see Adam Cole going up soon, but I think all four of them are going. I okay. think they're going to go up as a faction. Well, don't forget they would all have to lose the titles. That's fine. That's going to happen. Ha- Roddy's not even feuding with anybody right now to lose the North American title. Well, it's, yeah. It's the forgotten title. Yeah. Um, ah, we'll come back to him in a little bit. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some other stuff. Let's talk about some AEW stuff. Let's do it. Um, so <clears throat> I just want... <clears throat> excuse me. I said... Excuse me. I can keep going, but is, this is super is, exciting. Is, is this your, like, Vicky Guerrero impersonation? It's terrible. I know. It's pretty I can't. terrible. I said it! <laughs> That that was pretty good. Oh wow. That was like on point. Pitch was good and everything. Here comes my dog. <laughs> Just like Steve Austin, his dogs interrupt him. I have a yep. feeling we're about to be interrupted. Um so <clears throat> Vicky Guerrero shows up on on uh AEW Dark. Yep. What the hell? 
I, I you know, it's pretty cool that we're seeing even people that the McMahons loved. Yep. Going over. I mean, you know, I you know the Rhodes. You know, McMahon liked the Rhodes a lot, but the Guerreros. Yeah. That's that's heavy. Yeah. That's interesting. What what role do you think Vicky would have if she ever came to AEW? I hate to say it, but she was actually really good on commentary. Yeah. Um, I don't. You know, her character is great. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine her in uh, in Brandy's faction? The Nightmare Collective? Yeah. Wow, that could be pretty cool. And Vicky's always been pretty good on the mic, too. Mm-hmm. I want to know who the bald guy is. I think we're going to find out tonight. Oh, that's right. I haven't yeah. seen that yet. Yeah. But, no, Vicky was going to actually... Uh, there was a, uh, a interview with Cody on Busted Open that I listened to, and he, even Cody was saying that Vicky was only asked to come on AEW Dark to do one match. But she was so good, they asked her to stay on for the rest of the show. Yeah, her her going back and forth with Excalibur was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I I really like Excalibur. I know a lot of people actually have issues with his commentating. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm just gonna say this: he owned a he owned a promotion and did very well with it. Mm-hmm. What what have you done? <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say. He's great. I, I, well, I think. yeah, PWG for wrestling growth, yep. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And he had something to do with championship wrestling from Hollywood too. Okay. I just don't. Oh no, no, that's the guy from NWA. Um, so other than that, um, I really want to get Doc's opinion on this next week, but I just want to mention here, you know, Moxley being asked to join uh, the inner circle. What, what do you got on that? Well, I said my piece last week. I mean, I think it's a great storyline. Mm-hmm. I love what Jericho was doing with the inner circle. How he's trying to grow the inner circle to potentially be like modern day NWO or modern day Degeneration X or even like a Bullet Club style faction in AEW. It's a big faction that kind of runs the promotion. Um, so of course he he wants he, he thinks stronger in numbers so let's go for the some of the best guys let's go after Moxley. Now I also said that Dean Ambrose needed to be in a faction. He did? He needed to be in the Shield. John Moxley is fine on his own without anyone's help. But, but if they felt that he should be in a faction, Inner Circle is the best faction for him to be in. That way, he could eventually turn on Jericho, and he <laughs> could be the one to defeat uh, Jericho for the, the AEW title. championship. Um, I don't see him joining a faction at all. He's a lone wolf. I hate to use that because I fucking. I, hate I said the same shit last week. Yeah. Lone wolf. You're right. Yeah, he's a lone wolf. Um, but the only lone, Baron, the Corbin. only lone wolf is King Baron Corbin. I the know king, we, our I, king, my king, and yours. I know, I know. Baron Corbin. You know, it's funny because we said we there wasn't much to talk about in WWE news except for Baron Corbin because he's the fucking one of the best heels in the business. So I hate right to say now. that he's actually growing. Fucking on me. love Baron Corbin. I do not like how he talks, and I, you know, I get it. He might come at us. You know, they don't want, listen to these, but if he did, he <clears> might not like that. But I think he needs some mic work. But other than that, I he has been growing on me, and I am a fan. I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm a fan. Yep. Of the king, Baron yeah. Corbin. I like it. But I, King Corbin's faction mm-hmm. is no match for the inner circle. Ooh. I never thought of that. Because you never, you know, you, you know, you, it, it's possible to see someone go from NWA to AEW. Mm-hmm. No one's going to AEW to WWE. To be, right, exactly. So I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. Um, so speaking of the inner circle, um, Sammy Gra- 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 Guevara. Guevara. Yep. Sorry. Um, his interview 
on Talk is Jericho. Did you did you ever listen to? That? I did not. No. It was very good. Um, he seems pretty humble. Um, I I did enjoy listening to it. You can tell he's young. Mm. He he's uh, definitely a very young millennial. But uh, it's really cool to hear. Excuse me. What he's doing and what uh what Booker T, you know, did for him at school. Mm. Um, I, I do want to mention this, and I know we we talked about this again. I re-listened to the uh, Talk is Jericho with uh, Cass XL and um, Inzo, and um, Inzo. You know, I, I know <laughs> they had their issues, but I wish right. them all the best. And I, uh, I they're showing up somewhere. You know, I, I don't it's know what happened, but um, Enzo has been calling out someone recently. Um, yeah, it's a Tamatanga. Tamatanga. So that leads me to believe they're heading to Japan. Or Japan's going to come here. Uh, Japan is um, coming out with a U.S. alternative uh, hmm. with different rosters and things. I, I, I reported on this weeks ago. But I haven't heard, heard of anything else on it since then. But well, I know there was going to be an, an uh, U.S. alternative for New Japan. I mean, there's an opening now. Um, we haven't heard much from uh, AAA doing their U.S. thing, which right. is a shame because they're so much fun. Mm-hmm. But you know, there there is room now for someone from overseas. D- d- let's touch on that real quick. Do you think that they were really banking on Kane Velasquez to be the face of AAA when they come to the states? Um, and then WWE ended up buying him out. <laughs> I think so. I, uh, I, you know, Kane would have been great, but I still think you know you have, or you had, um, a whole bunch of people that that could work for you. I mean, like the Lucha Brothers are not exclusive. It seems like to right. AEW. So you know you can have Lucha Brothers, Chavo. If you excuse me, even even Sammy Guevara. Yeah, he's from AAA. Yeah, he was the cruiserweight champion. So I, you know, I, I don't see why, you know, I'm, I'm actually really upset that we haven't heard more from there. And plus, also, I've become, I think I've watched every single one of his matches. I, I've become a huge Psycho Clown fan, dude. dude and we awesome. got to take a selfie with we him. We did. I, we took selfies with yeah. him. And then actually going back and watching the early career of Dr. Wagner Jr. was cool too. Yeah, that guy's a nut job. Yep. So Dr. Wagner is like, he's like the Hulk Hogan of AAA. You know, it's funny. You know, I, I don't understand foreign wrestling names for the most part mm. like I, I don't understand uh, you know luchador naming or even you know some some you know oriental that's a bad word some you know Japanese and Chinese wrestlers like you know some most of them under their real name but like there's some like I don't know bad luck Fale bad luck Fale yep what was what was what's his what's his name uh, Damien Priest's name uh, Punishment Martinez Punishment Martinez mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't get it. That's just me. So. I love those names. I like Punishment Martinez. That's cool. I like that. Punishment was pretty cool. I also like Damian Priest, though. That that name grew on me pretty quick. Pentagon Jr.? Pentagon. I fucking love it. I don't know why, but it's... Pen- yeah, it's a shape. I love it. I love Pentagon Jr. I get it. It's, it's the... But the Jr. part. I don't understand the Jr. part. I, there's a lot of that in the Luchadors, right? Yeah, 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 A lot yeah. of that. Yeah. So... But anyway, so all right, so we both agree that we don't think Mox is going to end up joining the inner circle. No, I don't think so. I think he's going to be the lone wolf of AEW. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to feud with everyone, good, you know, face or heel, because he's baby facing, do whatever the fuck he wants. Right. And I really think that's it with him. I I, I feel like he's carved this niche this niche market, and um, you know, I it's it's just him. Right. 
And maybe when her contract's done, he'll have a manager who's great. You think so? His wife? Yeah, I don't know. She don't might know. go back I, to sports I, casting. I think she's fine. Where I think she's happy where she is right now, doing uh, backstage and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and doing her interviews for Raw and SmackDown. Speaking of backstage, do you really think Rollins was punk? <clears throat> I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I think right now it's too early to even start discussing WrestleMania. Because right now, too the early. Only, <clears throat> the only two Royal matches. Rumbles in how many weeks? I know. There's still too many, too many moving parts that are happening within. Okay. The, the, the three brands yeah, for me to yeah. start really deciding. Titles are going to change hands between now and then, I feel like. And it's like, normally I feel like at this time we kind of have an idea of how it's going to start panning out. Mm-hmm. We don't. No, you're we right. We don't. Yeah. Do I think NWO is going to be involved because they're being inducted into the Hall of Fame? Yes. NWO is going to be involved Can you imagine if there was somehow. Four, like fourth faction and it was all four? Right. And then... And then the no, and, and NWO and the Guardians of the Galaxy are going to get into a uh, quarrel at the Hall of Fame. I talked about it last week. Yeah, it's going to happen. Uh, Rocky Raccoon and Kevin Nash are going to go at it. And then... I'm a huge beat fan. Actually, no. They're going to lawn dart Rocky Raccoon into the side of a trailer. That'd be kind of cool. A la Ray, uh, Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio. <laughs> yep. I like it. So, anyway, Johnny. I think NXT probably has held one of their biggest and, of course, most historic live events uh, over this past week. It was their first ever all-women's live event held in Jacksonville, Florida. And Florida gets yeah. all their cool stuff. Yep. Uh, I think this is great they did that. I hope. I wonder if this is like a test pilot for them to possibly do something, because right now NXT has more uh, amazing female superstars than, than Raw and SmackDown do put together. Not really. They're all starting to debut on Raw. Right. You're talking about Deanna Pratt. So I think town that, girl. I think it was a one-off because notice when she came out, she still had the NW, uh, oh, wow. NWA. Uh, I'm sorry, the NXT yeah. banner under her name. And Deanna really hasn't been on NXT TV much anyway. True. She does a lot of, a lot of the live shows with Chelsea Green. Even Chelsea Green hasn't I think she made, she did her TV debut mm-hmm. when she first signed, but she hasn't been back on NXT TV for a while either. Yeah. And right now they're really pushing uh, Deanna Parazzo and Chelsea Green to be a, a, a tough tag team. So, uh, you know what? Now that I'm saying this out loud, maybe, maybe the two of them could come right to the main roster. Mm-hmm. Maybe come to Raw and feud with um, Kabuki Warriors. I think so. Regardless of that, uh, as of right now, NXT still has the largest women's roster. And they have a ton of huge names that haven't even scratched the surface yet on NXT TV. Deanna Prazzo, Chelsea Green included in that in that conversation. Do, I, I just <clears throat> want to touch on one of them a little bit more before we go on. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think they're going to let Chelsea do hot mess? Yes. Do you think yes. it's going to involve Zach and Kurt? Uh, I hope not. I don't know if... if, if and if Zach and Kurt being involved in that would hurt Chelsea Green, okay. I think Chelsea Green will be fine on her own without Zach and Kurt. Okay, I'll go with it. But yeah. I, I love Hot Mess. I love that, too. It doesn't look like she's been doing the Hot Mess gimmick no. in the pictures I've seen, but everything still says Hot Mess Chelsea Green. So she's going out there being called the Hot Mess, but I haven't seen any pictures of her doing it lately. I love the Hot She mess. was doing it for a while when she first came to uh, NXT. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and I saw a lot of pictures with the the, the with like all the, the two face and everything with the makeup. Yeah, 
But I, I think Hot Mess would go over so fucking well. I agree. Because what other women wrestlers out there have a character like that? No, not, none. No. no. You know? No. I mean, we have a <clears throat> Japanese sailor. Stupid. That's about it. I, and I hate that. <laughs> Spin the wheel. Hey. And, and, and then we have Ember Moon, who was the uh, war goddess. But we huh? can't say war on, um, on Raw. Yeah, the whole crowd cheers it anyway. <clears throat> right. Hey, so tell me more about this match. Who, uh, who faced who? So, right, this so, anyway, so on this card, <clears throat> we got to see a lot of uh, female stars that, ha- again, haven't even scratched the surface yet on NXT TV. So the card was Caden Carter uh, versus Deanna Parazzo. Vanessa Bourne took on Indy Hartwell, who was Ooh. one of the uh, the most recent indie signings yeah. uh, over the past few months. We had Io Shirai taking on the former WOW Women's of Wrestling champion, Santana Garrett, who we all know from the Mae Young Classic. There was a six-woman tag match. We had Rhea Ripley, Mia Yim, and Candice LeRae taking on Dakota Kai, Marina Shafir, and Jessamine Duke. Blah, blah. Then we have Bianca Belair taking on MJ Jenkins. Zaya Lee taking on Jesse, Jesse Kamea. <clears throat> uh, Chelsea Green took on Shotzi Blackheart. Also, That's uh, interesting. Also one of the more recent signings. Uh, actually, the same... Uh, the same class as Indy Hartwell. So she, this was Shotzi Blackwell's... Um, this was a big event for her. And this is the first time really we've seen her name in um, in any uh, recaps or anything. Yes. Shotzi Blackheart. Blackheart, yes. With the green hair. Yes. She was okay. from Evolve. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know her now. Yeah, she has not been on NXT TV as of yet. But <clears throat> she faced Chelsea Green at this event. And also the main event was Shayna Baszler... Taking on Reyna Gonzalez. Reyna Gonzalez. Very interesting matchup there. But, hey, all these women, that's nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight, fem- uh, eight women's matches on one card. Normally, their live shows maybe have three women's matches. Mm-hmm. Well, this time they had eight. So I think that's awesome. Uh, great job to all the women that were involved. I can't wait to see a lot of these women start making their debuts on... Raw, SmackDown, again, to see them at least on TV more often. Oh, I'm looking at Raina. So she was at May Young Classic. Raina was from May Young Classic as well. Both of them, I believe. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. I think this is pretty much setting up um, the all the all women show that they've I, been talking about. That would be awesome because I know that they re- they officially retired the Evolution pay-per-view, which I think was dumb. That was I, dumb. I, they I wish done they would have still year. done it. I know they did that as an alternative because the women couldn't go to Saudi Arabia, but now we're starting to make moves to get women to go to Saudi Arabia. Yep. But yeah, I still think they should. Have I that still think that yeah, there's too many women, women wrestlers in working for the company on all three brands mm-hmm. to not give them their own show. Agreed. You know. Agreed. So. So, so that's yeah. a really cool event. I think it's a really cool event. I think this is. I hope we start seeing a lot of these names now show up on TV. Uh, but also, before we move on, I don't know if you heard, but uh, Piper Niven from NXT UK mm-hmm. has been diagnosed with Bell's palsy. Um, yeah, you know what? I did see that on yeah. her Twitter. Um, no, her Instagram. Um, man, and I, it was cool. Watch, yeah, you know, Jim Ross reached out, mm-hmm. and I was watching something on that. But um, yeah, that's um, that's really sad. But yeah. at least you can still wrestle. Yeah, it's a damn shame. You know, hopefully. This doesn't affect her uh, in ring, mm-hmm. you know, because she's still so young and she just came over to NXT UK. She's so good. She's so fucking she's, good, man. Um, so good, and she is breaking barriers too, man. Like, 
she's a a a bigger girl. She doesn't usually fit the normal mold of a WWE mm-hmm. superstar and she was like, "Well, fuck it. I'm not changing. This is me." And look yeah. at look at what I can do in the ring. She's gorgeous too. Yeah. Oh, what a pretty face yeah, she has. She's gorgeous. Yep. So Piper Niven, if you're listening to this, uh, I'm single. You could just slide into my DMs at JC Bones. She's engaged. Oh, is she? That's a damn shame. Yes, I knew that. I remember her posting about it. So, anyway, wish her the best, but also great job to all the female stars that were involved in this uh, NXT live event from Jacksonville, Florida. So, Smarky, let's let's turn the tables here and let's talk about. Some real cool shit that popped up in headlines this week. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the guitar swap. Dude, the legend, John Frusciante, is returning to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. How fucking awesome is that? That's pretty cool. I kind of feel bad for um, <clears throat> for uh, John, whatever his name is. I don't even I forget his but, name. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I, just, I just feel uh, a little bad for him. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's really cool that, that um, Frusciante's back. Yeah, I think this is great. Frusciante has not been around since... It's been 10 years 2009 so. yeah, is when like he that. left. I can't believe it's been that long already. <clears throat> but Frusciante, for those of you that don't know Red Hot Chili Peppers, John Frusciante is probably the longest tenured uh, guitar player for the band. He recorded on, I think it was eight or nine of their albums. Mm-hmm. First one being Mother's Milk. Last one, I believe, being Stadium Arcadium. I think so. I think that's it. Oh, well, he after, came in after um, after state. Uh, he came in after uh, Navarro. Navarro. Yeah, Dave Navarro. But this is this will actually be his third stint in the band. Because I believe Frusciante was the original guitar player back in the late eighties. No. Oh my god, what's his name? Some other guy, right? Uh yeah, I know his name. It's an Israeli name. Um Oh my god. Yeah, it'll come to me. Hold on one second. Okay. Um list of red oh my god, there's a list of red hot chili peppers members now. Lord. Oh, Hillel, Slovak. Yes, he was the original one. Yep. Hillel. That's yep. it. But anyway, Frashante's back, and I think this is awesome for Chili Peppers. Did you do you really know of any music that they came out with after Frashante left? I know I heard the first album with this guy, John, whatever, uh-huh. on the album. But after that, I didn't really listen to anything new. I, um, I'll be honest with you. I only like their older stuff from the 80s and 90s, like the mm-hmm. two early ones that um, George Clinton produced. Okay. Uh, with like Your Little Turtle and all that. And mm-hmm. um, all the way up to like Mother's Milk and, you know, One Hot Minute. Right. After that, I kind of fell out. Of them. Wow, really? Or, yeah. So you don't, tell me you don't know Stadium Arcadium. I know Stadium Arcadium, but... That's one of the best albums of that of that generation, I dude. listen to it, and I like it, but it, it's just not my cup of tea, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot. John, wow. John Frusciante was in the Mars Volta, too. Yes, and he did a solo thing with Omar. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I forgot about this. Um, if you don't know, I'm absolutely looking all this up. You know, as we go, because, you know, this is what I do on the show. But, dude, you need to, like, take some time. You have to go take one night, say hello to Matt Rill and RVD, and listen to Stadium Arcadium. Both discs start to finish. Yeah? Like, you you have... Dude, you don't know what you're missing. Is that the one? Yeah, it's the one with Stadium, with uh, Danny uh, California, right? Yep. Yep. Oh, look, it's on now. 
Dance break. Getting on in the state of Mississippi. Oh my Papa God. was a copper and her mama was a hippie. In Alabama, she was swinging hammer. When you bring the panorama. Anyway, but dude, what a great album. This out, uh, Stadium Arcadium came out in 2008, I believe, maybe 2007. And that same year was when System of a Down came out with Hypnotize, Mesmerize. Which was a fantastic album. Those two albums in like were, were my albums of that year. I listened yeah? to, oh my God, those were the two best albums that I, those, those two are my, are two and three on my top three favorite albums. I'm looking at Stadium and Cranium now. Um, Do you know what my number one favorite album is? What? I bet you're not going to guess this. Um, let me guess. At, at mm. least at least guess the band. Shit, I know this, dude. You should. I mean, I have tattoos of the band. What? Yeah, man. I'm stumped now. Oh, 311. 311. Yes, fam. For those of you that don't know, I'm a huge 311 mark. A couple of my tattoos are 311 based. But dude, their album Transistor, most 311 fans don't like that album. That is my favorite album of all time. I like Transistor. Yeah. That's my number one. And then Stadium Arcadium and then Hypnotize Mesmerize by System of a Down are my top three favorite albums. But dude, you really gotta give Stadium Arcadium a try. So wait, you don't know what about Blood Sugar Sex Magic? I love I love it's a oh, great sure, fucking album, right? Yeah. That was after Mother's Milk, though. That's a, yeah, no, I said, yeah. I said, I said, oh, and then One Hot Minute, too. Right, One Hot Minute. One Hot Minute was after Mother's Milk. Yeah. No, I'm saying I liked everything. I it was right. Californication was where I kind of got off of it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So hold on, discography. So now, like, and California Californication was before Stadium Arcadium. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird, but and by the way, was okay, but. Yeah, no, it was like one hot minute, really. Yeah, one hot minute's probably where I stopped. Okay. I like the funk, man. Yeah. I like the funk. I mean, I, I pretty much stopped after Stadium Arcadium, but have you ever seen Chili Peppers live? I have not. I heard it's amazing. I that That's on my bucket list, especially now that Freshante's back. Like, well, I have to see that. Looking at this, it's it, it's looking like there's actually going to be a 2019-2020 tour. Yeah, that sounds about right. Ooh. We should... Uh, we should make that a, a point to go there. Maybe. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, they haven't what? toured since 17, 2017. And you know what, fam? Just to let you in on a little secret, Fourth Wall has some uh, big changes coming in the year 2020. We're going to tell you a little more about it next week when Doc returns hey, to the show. 2020! On our final episode of 2019, we'll tell you the uh, direction... That fourth wall will be going and all the new big things that are happening. But if Smarky, myself, and maybe we'll even bring Doc, go see Chili Peppers. We might have to uh, vlog our trip uh, That'd be to, pretty cool. to and from the concert. Maybe, we will, maybe we'll host a tailgate again Yeah, at the concert, the Chili Peppers concert. So anyway, yeah, dude, but I think that's fucking huge for Chili Peppers. Like, how old are these guys, too? Like, these guys are up there in age, so they're probably... I'm not gonna say coming to the end of it. They've been around for at least thirty years. Kiedis now, right? is fifty-seven. Oh my god! But Kiedis. hey, man, you got other bands out there like Kiss, Motley Crue that Flea. are fucking still going. Flea is fifty-seven. Oh my god, this is this is not yeah. fun. Chad, fifty-eight. 
Oh my God. Yeah, man. John's forty nine. Oh, he's the youngest he's one. He's the youngest one, yeah. Oh what was John? John was John was forty. Dude, I'm old. Oh, I'm fifty seven. Yeah, man. Oh that's God. crazy. But I don't know. I think they still got it in them, especially now that for Shante's back. They're gonna go for at least another two tours. Maybe. And I'm looking forward to some new fucking chili peppers music too. I want to hear some new new chili peppers. Because you haven't when was the last time we had a good a good band come out with a good new album. Like mm. I'm a huge fan of of the newest 311 album. I like uh, it. Voyager. I think huge Voyager's fucking good. fan of it. <clears throat> and I was happy with that because the last few, Universal Pulse, Uplifter, they were they were kind of hit or miss. Yeah. Again, I love 311, but like Voyager was awesome. So I think now Chili Peppers might have an, another one or two good ones left in them. Mm. And next, I want to see Incubus come back with another good one or two albums. I hope so. Because like they, they they fell off too a little bit for me. And Incubus is another one of my favorite bands. I think I after the, after Crow left of the murder is mm-hmm. when I kind of it wasn't for me. Yeah. But um, yeah, it'll be cool to see them do another one. Um, no, this is really cool. There's a lot of stuff going on in music right now. You know, there um, is. I would like to talk about music more. Maybe we'll do that. Hey, in maybe the we'll do that. Hmm. hmm. As as Smarky and I both are stroking our beards. Actually, we're stroking each other's beards. We are. Yeah, it's actually yeah. kind of cute. We're reaching across the desk. Yeah. Touching each other. Uh, Smarky, your, your your finger is stuck in my beard. Oh God. Wait, wait, Dude, wait. Comb Hold it up, bro. We got an eye. You have a comb? I, yeah. Uh, oh, th- there we go. There we go. Uh, yeah, this got weird. Well, anyway, on that note, Smarky, this was a fun show. I like it. Talked about some good wrestling that's been on lately. Some good things happening. Uh, fam, once again, as a reminder, next week, uh, we episode 56 will be our final episode of the year 2019. When Doc returns, we'll be bringing to you a very special show. Big announcement. Best of 2019. Big announcement. And, yes, Smarky, we're going to have a big announcement. We might even have a drum roll. We might. That would, that would, considering there's two drummers. In the room. Well, actually, one drummer, one percussionist. Oh. How many? One, two, three. There's like nine snare drums in this room. We can have a lot of drum rolls. We can rolls. have a lot of drum rolls. I even got bongos for you back there, dude. Nice. I, have no, I have no compass, I dig but. It. So, yeah, but we'll, def- we'll, we'll have a big announcement with a ton of sound effects for you all next week. Hey, uh, tell everyone where they can find us. Oh, you know what? It's a good idea. If you guys enjoyed the show, well, first of all, thank you for tuning in and listening to episode 55 of the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. Again, coming to you live from the Fourth Wall Studios, deep, deep south. Coming to you live right now. With and deep in the ground. The end, and we're definitely underground. Not six feet underground. Uh, we're, actually, we're, we're underground. Maybe a little more than six, six feet right, right now. <laughs> I live in a compound, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, a concrete compound. <laughs> the the Wyatt compound. Excuse me. Say that. This is gonna oh, wait. The lights are flickering. What the hell was that? Anyway, alright, so before before yeah, the, fiend, the fiend gets us, once again, thank you for listening to episode 55 of the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. If you enjoyed the show, please show to show your support by following us on all social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fourth Wall Cast. That's the number four T-H-W-A-L-L-C-A-S-T. And once again, Stay tuned to our social media for some big announcements coming in the next couple weeks. If you have enjoyed this entire... Oh, before I get to that, if you want to follow me on social media, on Twitter, 
find me at JC Bones. That's Bones with a Z. You can also follow the good doctor, Doc Haas, on Twitter at Dr. Haas 4WC and Smarky. Tell everyone where they can find you. You can, sorry. <laughs> My dog just walked into the room. <laughs> Zoe, you're on the podcast. So, anyways, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Smarks a lot. And uh, I don't use it very often. I'm really bad at it. I got to get better at it. Yeah, so if you want to slide into his DMs, he probably won't respond for a week. So or your so. best bet is to, is to actually talk to me. I'll gladly, I'll gladly be your friend. Smarky's an <laughs> asshole. So anyway, no. yeah. on that note, if you've enjoyed this fourth wall experience, please be sure to tell all your friends to like, share, and subscribe, and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, me. the casual, and the hardcore. Once again, we are the fourth wall wrestlecast. Goodbye and good night. Damn! Good night, Zoe.